Okay, everybody, welcome to Modern Halacha. We know that we are living in this society of transgender and everything's upside down. They're calling light darkness, darkness light. This week's Parsha, today's halachic modern settings class is based on the idea is can men wear pantyhose not to look like women God forbid her but in the bitter cold of the east coast or Russia or where Scandinavia where have you in order for them to not be freezing cold when they have no other option or if they're visiting Alaska or skiing or what have you or can a woman wear a black hat if she's in a scorching hot place? Not because she necessarily wants to look like a man and a yeshiva bacher. She has an identity crisis. But just because it's extremely hot or cold. Now today's shir is based on Rabavadia, the prince of Talmud and Halacha, Yechavada'at, Fifth volume, Teshubah 55. Now, Ravavadya is dealing here with a case of life and death. We know that the whole world is becoming like Israel, especially America now, unfortunately. The question they ask Ravavadya here is that is the, are the female teachers allowed to carry Uzis and guns to provide security for their learning establishment, their schools, their high schools, their Yaakov, their universities, or carrying a gun for a woman, is that considered abomination? Because the answer is very simple. The Talmud, we know that the Torah says in the sixth parsha, which is a treasure trove of many practical mitzvot, it was very difficult to prepare this class because I could have given in on 25 different practical subjects, but I decided that nothing is better than what's going on in current events in the world. And based on my viewers' interest into this cross-dressing, women dressing up as women, as men and men dressing up as women was fiercely popular, so I wanted to give a halachic class on this. Now, we know that it is an abomination. The Torah says it. The Talmud talks about the laws in Nazir, the Bavli Nuntet, page 59. So the Torah says black and white, Kli Gever, a man's armor or man's clothing should not be on a woman, and a man should not wear the clothing of a woman because it is an abomination to Evat Hashem Shenehem. And then the Talmud says, "Shelo yilbash ish simlati shavi yashevan anashim." Why? The Talmud says that this is going to cause, like we see, there used to be something of a little bit of a shame on the college campuses and the sororities. How would they be able to get into the female dorm? Was to to dress up like a woman or vice versa? So. Talmud says the reason, one of the reasons the Torah forbids this is because it doesn't want to have sexual sin going on. And the way to sneak into a gang of women 
is to dress up a woman like a woman or vice versa. But Rabbi Lazar, which the halacha, the Rambam says, it says, it says, how do we know that a woman should not wear armor? Like in the ancient times, or up to the Middle Ages, the men used to wear armor and go to war. A woman is not allowed to wear armor. And modern armor is a military suit with the whole Uzi and machine gun. Because he says, this is the, war is a terrible thing, and especially innocent women should not be soldiers. So Rabbi Lazar learns from this passage in the Torah that it is forbidden the same way a woman should not wear men's clothing, she should not wear armor of a man because that's a manly thing to do. And each gender, I have a whole other video, I'm going to put the link down here, the philosophical reason for this mitzvah. But, and the same is the opposite that a man should not wear women's clothing. So the Rambam concurs, if you want to look up the Rambam, it's chapter 12, the Rambam says, a woman should not wear a turban, (laughs) which was obviously classically made for men, or a black hat, right? Or she shouldn't wear armor, and a man should not wear a dress or like glow, uh, rainbow-colored clothing, glowing clothing that uh, women wear. And of course, in Ireland, this would not be a problem for a man to wear a dress necessarily because this is a very subjective law. Which means if in that country, normal human beings, we're not talking about wackos, cuckoo mishuganas, but if normal, respectable, dignified human beings, like in Ireland, would wear a type of dress, a uh, type of skirt, then that would be fine. Now, the Kesef Mishnah, Rabbenu, Yosef, Karo, says that the Rambam holds like Rabbi Lazar and because Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov the Gemara tells us Mishnato Kavizaki always the Gemara gives us a, a um, very clear uh, directive because whoever's learned Gemara and Talmud knows there's many different um, opinions but in this opinion, the Rambam follows that of Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, that women should not wear armor and have spears because that's how Rabbi Lazar understands the meaning of the Almighty in the Torah. Now, there is a machlokis here of Avadya brings in the tshuva where we only say Mishnatok shel Rabbi Lazar kavanaki is only in a Mishnah or in a Braita. But Ravavadya says, bottom line, everybody would agree that the halacha here is like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. Why? That the Rashba, which argues in other places, is going to, because the Targum Unculus, 
We know that the most famous of the ancient converts to Judaism was Unculus, and his first interpretation and translation of the Torah to Aramaic was based on an oral tradition to the mountain of Sinai. And Unculus, the Gaonim tell us this, Rav Natrai Gaon, Rav Amram Gaon, and the Bet Yosef brings it down, the Unculus clearly is saying like Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov that it's talking about a, uh, a case where a woman should not wear armor. And even more than that, there's another famous, the greatest of all of Hillel's students, Yonatan ben Uziel, also when he's translating that great, great prophetess Yael, that heroine that killed the enemy soldier with a nail. So the Targum Yonatan ben Uziel says that why did she kill the enemy, not with a sword or knife, why with a, why did she put a stab, a peg, a metal peg through his head? So that Yonatan ben Uziel says, She didn't want to use a formal weapon because that would be a manly thing to do. So she used a peg to kill the person. So we see this in the Midrash in Mishlei. And this is actually how the Shulchan Aruch holds. The Shulchan Aruch says very clearly that it's almost verbatim what the Rambam, Maimonides, says. But in a case that a woman is trying to defend her life, Ravavadia says very clearly, En davar omed nefesh. We know that there's some great, great, great heroes that go to the most dangerous places in the world where they're surrounded by 70 wolves. And since they love the Holy Land of Israel so much and they know each inch of it is holy, if they don't provide 24-hour security for their premises, their life is in mortal danger. And that supersedes any other thing in the Torah, you know. So, and it's it's very clear, the Sefer Hasidim says this, that in the medieval times, the Sefer Hasidim says that, in the medieval times, we know the Crusades, they used to come rape and kill the Jews. And it says if the Jewish girls are worried that they're going to be raped by the crusaders, then they can dress up like boys and even put on armor and like have shields and swords because they're not trying to do abomination to make believe they're a man or try to go do sexual sin. They're trying to save their life. And it's for sure. So let's make something clear. If you're trying to save your life or other people's life, 
a woman would be a- allowed to be arm- armed and dangerous and wear armor in order to save her life. And the same thing with boys. If the boys, for some reason, were going to be um, killed or taken into a uh, foreign mi- military and again, high probability of dying, if they don't have a beard then they could make believe they're a girl to save their life. So to save your life, it's for sure allowed to dress up as the opposite gender. And let me make something clear. When the Torah says, don't dress up, it also means don't act like. Like in ancient times, it used to be forbidden for men to look inside a mirror because that was considered a feminine act. So it's not only dressing up, it's... Today's class is going to be very short and sweet. We don't have time to go into all the different ramifications of what the Torah is saying here. But it's not only do not dress up. It means do not a man should not act and do feminine things. And vice versa. So it says that... Um, now the reason Rav Avadia says that uh, she left the Yael. So Yael was trying to save her own life. Why didn't she just use a sword to rip off the head of Cicero, that ev- evil antagonist of the Jews? It says, anyways, he was drunk, and she had fe- fed him a ton of dairy, so sh- she had no necess- necessity to go find a machete or spear or knife. But if that's the only thing she had available to save the Jewish people and save her own life, that sh- for sure is okay. And Rav Avadia brings from Rav Shalote Teshuvot Shem Mishim On Palik that says this very clearly. The only time it's forbidden for women to wear armor and have Uzis is only when there's peace and Mashiach is not here. And unfortunately what's happening is that especially it's so sad what's happening in the United States is that there's all these mass shootings and even in the U.S. right now, there really isn't peace. It says during a war, or during a time where there is the chance of a terrorist attack, it's for sure okay for women to be armed and dangerous and even wear armor and bulletproof vests. And it's clear from the Sefer Hasidim that we just said, and there's a Midrash that says when the Jews actually left Egypt, all of them were carrying weapons. So, there you go. It says that the Midrash, you could look up the Midrash, it's in Parshat Naso, chapter 11, subcategory 3. The Midrash says, V'chamushim alu Israel, that uh, when the Jews left Egypt, they were worried that they would be attacked because they originally wanted to go through uh, closer to the land of the Canaanim. When the Jews left Egypt, not only were they uh, men were armed, the women, which is fascinating, also were armed. Now, this brings me to the second part of the class. Are men and women allowed to wear or like, let's say you go skiing with your wife, you forgot to bring your sweatpants, 
or under thermal underwear, would you be able to wear your wife's pantyhose? Now, this is especially more interesting because nobody's going to see you're wearing pantyhose, only maybe your wife. Ravavadya brings down that there is the opinion of the Taz and the Bach that says, It's only for, this, the Bach says, that it's only forbidden to dress up like a woman if you want to look beautiful like her. You want to look feminine. But, and you want to dress up. But, if it's extremely hot or cold, and you're wearing, a woman is like wearing a black hat, which is like usually rabbis or people wear in honor of Shabbat or in honor of prayers, or to look yeshivish, but she's just wearing it because she doesn't want to get um, dehydrated, or a man wears pantyhose because he doesn't want to freeze his tuchis off, that is not a problem. The, the, the Bach holds that this is very clear and evident from the Rambam himself, if you look in chapter 12 over there. And he says, So it's only if you're, and here you have to have fear of heaven. God knows what your intention is. But if to thyself be true, if to thyself be true, you're, the reason why the woman is wearing the black hat is because it's extremely hot and she needs it to protect her face or she doesn't want to get skin problems, there is no problem to do such a thing. And there is a great Sephardic posik, the Yad Ketana, that argues on this. He says that there are opinions that do not hold like this. They hold that it's psikreshe. The Torah never gave you such a loophole. The Torah says blanket, do not dress like this, do not, a woman shouldn't do male things, manly things, and a man shouldn't do feminine things. It doesn't matter if it's hot or cold. And it's psikreshe. By you putting it on automatically, you're becoming like a woman, or a woman, vice versa, would automatically be, look like a man. It doesn't matter what your intention is, but... Ravavadya seems to side with the poskim, the Bach and the Taz that are lenient in this case because he says there's a Maram Shik in the Chuvis that says based on the Rashba, it says it's only when it's an abomination. And we explained in our other class that you have an identity crisis. You want to be this whole transgender problem that you don't want to accept your role that God gave you. But if it's extremely hot or cold, you're just trying to uh, protect yourself and be comfortable. It has nothing to do with trying to be feminine or a woman to try to be male. And uh, the Aruga Tabosim and the Nitziv, the great Velozhinor Yeshiva, in the Emek Hanetziv on the Sifri, also agree with this position of the Bach and the Shach. And it comes out that that's a second reason why there's absolutely, if a woman wants to be armed and dangerous because she's worried about her own safety, let's say, for example, 
Again, I must confess, you could ask your local Orthodox post-second rabbi. I'm not, I did, I just prepared this class. Um, I'm not an expert in this specific field of halacha. I didn't go through the whole sugya, but my common sense would tell me that a woman that's single, and especially in today's crazy world, for sure she can own a gun because she's not doing it to be identity crisis and she wants to act like a man. She just wants to provide safety for herself. And it says in the Torah, We have to be more vigilant about our safety and health and not do dangerous things, even worse than sinning. Because sinning, you could always repent. But if you're dead, if you're dead meat, it's impossible to be resurrected from the dead. So, for this reason, it's absolutely no problem for a security team to be comprised of women, Ravavadia says. First of all, the preservation of life. And there's actually halacha, it's forbidden to be passive as a Jew. There's enough seas and rivers and lakes of innocent Jewish blood spilled. The law is very clear. Somebody that's even thinking about killing you, you should take him out first. So therefore, unfortunately we know that the nation of Israel and the Jews altogether were surrounded by 70 wolves. And Rav Avadia brings at the end of the tshuva that Rav Moshe also concurs. That is no problem. He also would hold like the Taz and the Bach that this whole concept that's abomination in the eyes of God is when a person wants to act like a woman and thinks he's a woman or a woman wants to act manly either to do sexual sin or because they have an identity crisis but if it's because of safety for sure or even because of they're, they're totally uncomfortable and they want to cool down or get some heat so they don't get frozen it's not a problem. But Rav Avadia does bring a second very important thing in his Sikum. Mutar Lemorot says it's for sure, for safety, for security, for them to wear armor and have their guns and Uzis. But they should obviously, every Jewish man is a prince and every Jewish woman is a princess. So they should wear their clothing in a very modest way. And also, they have to be very careful that if it's in the middle of the night, there's a problem of Yichud, Rav Avadia says. We know that it's forbidden for a man and a woman, a, f- a female or male. Uh, uh, for example, you have to be very vigilant that it shouldn't lead to any hanky-panky. A, a female or male teacher I would think as a gentleman, the men should take the night shift. But if it's a woman, man and woman together, that's not allowed, Rav Avadia says. Because they have to follow the laws of Yehud, which means a man and woman are never allowed to be in a situation of solitude. And we sh- hope that Hashem sh- watches over all the Jews. Now, I was talking to my Rosh Kola when I was preparing the class to make sure that everything was kosher and yosher. Something to take in. The Bach very clearly does not allow on Purim or for weddings for a woman or a man to dress up as the other sex. Rav Chaim Kanyanevsky says the Chazonish was also very adamant. So again, this is 
for shtick, for weddings, for purim, men are not allowed to wear wigs, they're not allowed to dress up as women, and may Hashem help everybody to have a happy and healthy new year. Amen.